Hello and welcome to Beyond the Dashboard, your guide to understanding the world of key performance indicators. I'm your host, Steve Taylor, and each episode will be demystifying a new KPI, diving deep into its significance, debunking myths, and offering actionable steps for improvement. Whether you're leading a small or large MSP, or maybe just a brilliant technician looking to level up your business management skills, this is the place for you. So sit back, tune in, and get ready to go beyond the surface, beyond the complexity, and truly understand what lies beyond the dashboard. My guest today is Paul Green, owner of the MSP Marketing Edge and Paul Green's MSP Marketing. Paul is a marketing veteran with over seven years of experience in MSP and technology marketing and many more years of experience in other industries. Take it away, Paul. It does seem self-explanatory and yet so many MSPs get a bit confused with it because you've got leads and you've got prospects and they're actually two completely different things. So a lead is anybody that is listening to your marketing in any way. So a lead could be someone that you're connected to on LinkedIn. It could be someone who is receiving your emails. It could be someone who is subscribed to your YouTube channel if you have one of those. The goal for an MSP is to have as many leads as you can. I mean, we're talking thousands, and I know we'll we'll talk numbers in a second. The difference between a lead and a prospect is a prospect is someone where you're starting to have a more one-to-one conversation about their needs, their wants, their fears. Essentially, they are they are a step closer to becoming business. So you might have a thousand leads, people that are consuming your marketing, but you might only have 10 or 20 prospects right now. People where you're having conversations about you potentially doing business together. So marketing an MSP is actually really hard because you've got a very, very long sales cycle and people stay way longer than they would normally with a supplier, regardless of their happiness, because they don't know what they don't know about technology and therefore it feels safe for them to stay with the devil they know. So they'll stick with an incumbent MSP for years and years and years, even though they're unhappy. They really have to be pushed to breaking point to go and look and see what's around in the market and switch over potentially to you. So because of that, that's why we need to do as much activity as we can to as many people. You see, we've got to work the numbers game. The more activity you do to the more leads, the luckier you seem to get. I'm going to put luck into speech marks there because it's not luck. It's just a case of getting the timing right. That's the issue, Steve. It's a case of getting the timing right. If we were selling, I don't know, pencils, mobile phones, something else like that, it would be a lot easier for us to sell to people because the sales happen more frequently. But an MSP sale will happen on average every five to seven to maybe even 10 years. So you've got to build up as many leads as you can, keep them coming in the top of that funnel, keep communicating with them, and then put in place methods to make sure you're in front of them at exactly the right moment they are ready to make a spending decision. Don't obsess over the numbers. So, you know, if you're a full-time marketer and, and you're you're running marketing for a, a $10 million MSP, then yes, you should be obsessing over the numbers because that's your job. But for the average MSP owner, you know, sitting saying, well, I've only got 62 connections on LinkedIn and 13 people on my email newsletter. That's not something you should be obsessing over. Sure, you should know what your numbers are, but please don't obsess over them. So there's basic ways to track it. There's advanced ways. And I will answer that question as well of which are more important. The basic way is literally that. It's how many people am I connected to on LinkedIn? Uh, How many people are in my email database? And, And by in your email database, I mean they're active. You are 
emailing them, they haven't unsubscribed, and they've opened something within, let's say, the last 180 days. If they haven't opened something for 180 days, you probably shouldn't be emailing them anyway, because it can affect your deliverability. So those are two of the most basic things, is literally how big are our numbers? What are our lists? Now, the more advanced way of doing this is you get into using really cool tools like HubSpot. HubSpot is a great but expensive tool to track things like leads, where you can start to follow different numbers, you can look at the relationships you've got with leads, you can track who they are, what they've done, there's all sorts of things you can do like that. And of course, there are many, many, many other tools. There are plenty of MSP-specific tools that will do this as well. Now, Steve, you asked me which leads are more important than other leads, and that kind of depends on the relationship that you're building with them. If you think about a very simple three-step marketing strategy for any MSP, it's to build multiple audiences of people, that's your LinkedIn and your email and others, then build a relationship with them, and that's done through content marketing, so by putting content on social media and sending out emails, educational emails, and then the final step of that strategy is to commercialize it, to turn them into prospects and then clients. Um, the more, the better we can, the better the relationship we can build with people, the more likely it is that at the point they're nearly ready, willing and able to buy, it's much more likely that they will look to you if you have a good relationship with them. So the, the better leads come from the tools where you can track the relationship. And that typically is gonna be something using a CRM, a customer relationship management platform like HubSpot or, or you know Zementum or one of the other cool tools that are out there. And Zementum, of course, being an MSP specific one. If you can track your relationship with people, it's much more likely that you can spot the point that they're nearly ready, willing and able to buy. And that's looking at things like how many emails have they opened, when did they last open an email? What links are they clicking through? How many times have they gone back to something? How often have they been on your website? All of that kind of relationship stuff. Now, it's, it's much harder to track that within LinkedIn than it is using a, a CRM or an ER email tool like HubSpot. So I, I think even though email marketing is getting harder and harder and harder year by year, those are still the higher quality leads sat within your email system just because you can see what they're doing. And the other nice thing about HubSpot, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent, is they really do have some deep analytical features. So you can put a HubSpot tracking pixel on your website and it gives you information as far as what pages somebody went to just because now they know because, okay, this person clicked on this link on your newsletter and they landed on this page and now we know based on a cookie or whatever that now this person has gone to all these other pages and consumed all this other content. And I believe the information you can get from HubSpot's website analytics is the same whether you're doing the HubSpot CMS uh, website builder or you've got a third-party website, as long as you've got that tracking pixel. I believe you're right. And and as we've said there, it's about the multiple touch points. You've got to look at it that if you've got a lead who has opened the last three emails you sent them, they clicked through on one of them, they then browsed five pages of your website, they then sent you a message through a form, which is how HubSpot knows who they are, because all of these, these elements are uh, controlled through HubSpot. Uh, they, they are a hotter prospect than someone who, who has clicked on one page, they found you on Google, clicked on one page and done nothing else. And that's kind of common sense, isn't it? 
anyone can look at that. You don't have to be a marketer to look at that and say, someone who's done more stuff, who's read more of your things, who's more engaged with you, is a hot, is likely to be a hotter prospect. And in fact, what we're talking about here is, is classic They Ask You Answer, which is an insanely good book on content and multi-touchpoint marketing. Go and look this one up. And Steve, I know that you know this, but They Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. It's one of the best books on this kind of multi-touch marketing that you could ever read. Now, you touched a little bit on how to action based on the number of new leads KPI, but I'd, I'd, like, to, I'd like to drill down and let's get more specific. Uh, when tracking the number of new leads, it's probably something that you want to at least stay the same you know, as, as they filter through and become prospects and then customers, you want to continue adding at least enough leads to keep the top of your funnel as flush as it always has been. But even better than that, you want that number to continue to grow. Does it make a big difference to have that number of leads continue to grow? And, and what kind of actions should we be doing based on these numbers? That's a really good question and a complicated question, um, um, which I would have struggled to ask as well. So it depends. The answer is it depends. Isn't that what terrible? That's the answer to everything. So if you take something like LinkedIn, LinkedIn, in theory, your numbers should get bigger forever. And there is a limit on LinkedIn. I think it's something like 10,000 connections, but no one ever gets there. So or very few people get there. But on LinkedIn, you don't lose connections because even when people die, I mean, literally die, their, their LinkedIn profile stays up, right? No, it's, mm -hmm. it's not one of those things when someone dies is to, Im Im what do they call it, memorialize their LinkedIn. That just doesn't happen. So your LinkedIn number you can should do it be with going Facebook, up. though. You can do it with Facebook, and, and obviously Facebook is a private, personal thing, but LinkedIn isn't. It's just a thing we use for work, right? So I, even if the functionality is there, I can't imagine people use it. So, um, you know, you will lose the odd LinkedIn connection now and again, but routinely people don't uh, cull their LinkedIn connections. So that LinkedIn is definitely the one that, that should grow and keep growing all the time. And with LinkedIn, the, the simple way to grow is you you attempt 10 connection requests every single weekday. So you turn it into a daily system. Anything that's done daily is more likely to happen. So every day you attempt 10, 10 LinkedIn connections, uh, a one, maybe two of them a day will accept, not straight away, because some people, normal people, don't go into their LinkedIn every day. They go in like once a month or some, something like that. But over time, if you assume a 20% success rate, fab. 10 to 20% success rate, that's great. You'll be growing your connections by 500 a year, which doesn't sound a lot, but it does when you consider that's a weekly system that's super simple, takes 10 minutes a day, and, and it will just, just happen every single day for the next 200 years or whatever. Now, your email, that's one that's not going to grow. There is a finite limit to that, and that's because of good email hygiene. Uh, I'll give you a, an example of, of how I now have a smallest email list I've ever had, but it's the most responsive list. So I used to have, before I got into the MSP world in 2016, I used to have a, a separate business which worked with healthcare sectors, veterinarians, dentists, and optometrists. The dentists were awful. And um, I had a, an email list of 12,000 people that all opted in across those three sectors, and we hammered that email list. So we used the email list to generate appointments, to generate sales, and that was how we grew that, that niche marketing company. Now, when I uh, moved into the MSP space, I started building my email list, and right now, as of recording, which is around about September 2023, I've got just over 4,000 active MSPs on my email list. 
Now my actual email list is way bigger than that. I don't know how big it is, it's about six or 7,000. But when I say 4,000 active, that's because a couple of years ago, we had a massive deliverability issue. Our problem was getting emails to Microsoft controlled email, which is a bit of an issue when you're emailing MSPs because 95% of their email is controlled by Microsoft. So we hired a, a deliverability expert who told us to uh, increase the frequency of our emails, which we did. He told us to stop emailing people if they hadn't opened an email after 180 days. And actually what we do is we've set up an automated re-engagement campaign, which changes the messages and tries to get people to open an email and particularly to click through. Uh, and the other thing that he recommended is that we, that we prune our lists, that if, if actually people aren't opening it or there, there's any kind of unsubscription behavior, we unsubscribe them. Now that goes against everything a good email marketer knows. And me having built up that list of 12,000, I was practically having a seizure. Uh, but do you know what? We, we currently enjoy, and I forget the exact stats without checking, but our open rate is well over 40%. And that's to our prospects and to our, our leads. You know, our client open rate is well over 80%. And we have insanely good deliverability and we have a tiny bounce and a very, very, very low unsubscription rate and, and almost zero spam complaint. We get like one a month. And I, I glare at that person who's marked it as spam because all of our emails are opt-in. We don't do any kind of spamming. Uh, so I glare at the spam reports. So I, I, only, I don't expect to grow my email list dramatically. Obviously, I'm adding people in all the time. We add in around about five to 10 people a week to our email list, but we're losing five to 10 as well. And some of those are on subscriptions. It's a very small number. Most of them, they're just becoming inactive. I'll tell you the big problem, Steve, it's when you start going into, into tabs or folders. The second someone sets up a rule in email and you go into a marketing folder, or if you're emailing them at Gmail and you go into, you know how they have like the promotions tab, you're dead. It, the second they're not opening your emails on a regular basis, you're dead. And that's one of the big challenges of email marketing. So actually your email marketing list, I uh, we don't have KPIs on, on our marketing numbers, but if we did, it would be on maintaining that 4,000 active uh, emails. I like that. Now, uh, what would you say an MSP should do if their number of leads is shrinking? Take more action. It's the same as, as if, if, if you've got any part of your marketing that you're not happy with, it's take more action. You know, I said uh, attempt 10 connection requests a day on LinkedIn. That limit is set by LinkedIn's natural quality limits, but actually go and buy a, if you're desperate for more LinkedIn connections, you can go and buy a sales navigator subscription and the, the, the training wheels come off. You can you can try to connect with more people. You know, if you if you don't have enough people in your email, well, one, one of the pro tips at the moment, and this is a smart thing that we recommend to all of our MSP Marketing Edge members, is you take your LinkedIn connections and you acquire their email address and put that into your CRM. There's a number of different ways to acquire that address. You can either ask them, that's not very successful. Uh, you can use a plugin like Lusher. Can't remember the other one, but there's Lusher and something else. Um, and um, uh, or you just Google it. You know, if if uh, if I wanted to get your email address, Steve, and you worked at uh, 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 Dave'sPlumbing.com, you're either going to be Steve at Dave'sPlumbing.com or uh, or you know a, a variation of Steve. Um, uh, St you know, most people it's their first name dot surname, isn't it, or their first name and and there's the the. Um, the, the, the first letter of their surname or something like that. So you, there's only about six variations for standard emails. If you put those in speech marks and Google them, pretty soon you get a hit and you can see when you've got someone's email address. So yeah, I think that the, coming back to your question, just take action. If you're not happy with your marketing results, do more. 
As I said earlier on, the more activity you do and the more people you do it to, the luckier you get and the faster you get lucky. Paul, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for all this information. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me back on. We've all been there. The phone rings, your largest client is on the line, totally panicked. Their CEO spilled coffee all over her laptop and it's completely dead. Everything she needed for her investor presentation tomorrow was on that laptop. There's nothing more heart-stopping than losing business critical data. Whether you get hit with ransomware, hardware failure, or human error, data loss can be a business-ending event. Backups are your final stand when a threat penetrates your layers of defense. That's where Comet Backup comes in. Comet is a secure, reliable backup solution designed specifically for MSPs. Protect computers, servers, virtual environments, emails, and databases. You choose where the data is stored. Back up to local on-prem storage or any of the leading cloud providers to slash your storage costs. Comet grows with your business with scalable per-device pricing. Test drive Comet Backup with a 30-day free trial. Get $50 free credit when you sign up with the promo code ROCKETMSP. Start running backups in 15 minutes or less at CometBackup.com. Comet Backup, the backup solution that MSPs trust.